While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Hey, welcome to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. Just wrapping up the, um, just wrapping up the nine o'clock hour. We're taking your calls at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening, Marcus Scott Lima. Hey, uh, Scott. Second night in a row. How are you, Ward Five City Councilor Scott Lima? How you doing? Good, good. So that's so the call about Andre McCoy. Yeah, it seemed like a random call, like. Um, so I have some facts I can give you. I knew Andre very, very well. Oh, cool. Andre, I graduated New Bedford High School in 1980. I was in Gold House. Andre, I believe, was in Blue House at New Bedford High School, and he was scheduled to graduate in 1980. Of course, in June is a graduation, and I believe the month that he passed away was in March. Um, so a couple of things. Andre originally was from Alabama, I believe. He wasn't born here. He was from Alabama. Okay. He grew up in the West Lawn Housing Projects. Uh, he used to fight golden gold gloves at uh, Lincoln Park. Do, do you know what brought him up here from Alabama? What's that again? Do you know what brought him up here from Alabama? I don't. I okay. don't. I don't. But um, he, I am like 95% sure that he was from Alabama. So that's not, I'm positive. And he, he's, um, you said he, he was in the West Lawn Projects. West Lawn is where he grew up. Um, he used to fight gold gloves at Lincoln Park a lot. I think his coach was Bucky Vincent. Bucky Vincent coached a few boxes around here. I think um, kind of their home, uh, I think, was the boys' club. I think that's where they boxed out of, but Bucky Vincent was his coach. He, uh, he knew Marvin Hagler. Marvin, Marvin Hagler, I think, attended his funeral. His big opponent was a gentleman by the name of Jose Miguel. Uh, I think that was his, his uh, kind of his big rival around here, the guy he's fighting against Jose Miguel. I think Andre was a light heavyweight. He he wasn't a heavyweight. There's no way Andre was a heavyweight. He would have been, um, I think, a light heavyweight. Um, he fought in the Spartakid games in Moscow. I know that for a fact. I think that might have been on junior year in high school. And even though it's called the Spartakid games, I think that's Greek Spartakid. So I don't know how that ties in with with the Soviet Union and Russia, but he did fight in Russia when Russia was part of the Soviet Union, probably right. in 78, 79, around then. And then he passed away in Poland. That would have been March of 1980. Okay. Um, he was, I think, going there. I'm not positive about this for Olympic trials. He was with a, um, I don't want to say the Olympic team because I don't want to overstate what I'm saying, but maybe they were, he was part of the team trying out for the Olympics. But there were other boxes on that plane, and the right. plane was approaching, I believe, the airport in Warsaw and um, passed away. And I can tell you this, right, that was one of the saddest days in New Bedford. I yeah. remember it like it was yesterday, and that was a very sad day. But um, And the other thing is, he was the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. Andre was the nicest guy in the world, I can tell you that. But, yeah, we, we were good friends, and um, people loved him. He was a great guy. 
Yeah, and it sounds like he had a lot of promise. He was going to box, so he was going on his way to box in the uh, in the in the nineteen eighty Olympics. And and uh, yeah, so now I think those Olympics were in L.A. And I think those those Olympics were um, what do you call it? Well, no, they 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 no nineteen eighty happened, but I think the Russians pulled out because well, they, maybe the Russians pulled out in eighty four. We pulled out of the Olympics in like eighty. Yeah, I think all kinds of political stuff. Yeah, I thought the 1980 Olympics there was some Soviet stuff. I thought that maybe it was in. Um, I thought it might have been in the Soviet Union. Yeah, I think 80. I think 80 was in the Soviet Union. Yeah, it was in Moscow. The United States. I think the United States boycotted, and then I think they were in 84 in L.A. 84 was L.A. Then, yep, that's correct. Yeah, I think I think 84 they were in L.A. and then the Soviet Union boycotted those. So it was all kinds of crazy political stuff. So, but um, yeah, no. I just um, I heard the call, and also I jotted down some quick facts that I could remember. And uh, it's forty-two years ago. It's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. Um, but he was just a super, super guy. But I, he would have been Andre wasn't a heavyweight. He would have been a uh, probably like a light heavyweight. Okay. Did yeah. did you ever see? I just wanted to throw some of that, some of those facts out. No, I I really appreciate that. It's one of my favorite parts about like. Uh like local community radio is, is kind of having these conversations. Did you get any impressions of him? Uh, like as a boxer or like him fighting, did you get to see him much as a fighter? Only a couple of times, only a couple of times. And, um, he was fast. He was fast. Um, I don't know if he was a power hitter, like a Mike Tyson, but he was definitely fast. Yeah. I mean, he, he was fast. And, um, and, um, yeah, he, uh, you know, he was um, he was a good boxer, obviously. And yeah. he's, if he's going to Russia, uh, Soviet Union, to represent the United States, and then Poland, um, you know, the year later, um, obviously he was he was very good, and he had a lot of promise. Yeah, yeah. That is that is uh, that really is a sad story. Um, I, you know, I, I was familiar with the name Andre McCoy because I knew they they uh, named some buildings after him and stuff, but I didn't get the full yeah. um, the full story. Uh, so I, I do, I do really appreciate that, Scott. I, I appreciate the call. Absolutely. Have a good night. You as well. Thanks, Scott. That's what I love about um, hosting a, a local community radio show is that you get, first of all, you know, you got. You get members of the community calling in, uh, you know, calling in asking about a particular topic, like in this case, a, a, a you know, a local boxing legend who would who would um, who had uh, who had you know met a very untimely demise, uh, and then we get some more information on that from people who knew that person. Uh, that's what I like about this type of uh, media is that everything's really familiar. Everything is, uh, you know, it's all we're all. You know, everybody here knows each other and is part of a really tight knit community. And there's a lot of history, um, a lot of shared history that people can call in and recall and have that those types of conversations. So thank you to Ward 5 uh, City Councilor, um, Ward 5 City Councilor Scott Lima for uh, for giving us a call and um, and ex and uh, expanding on that on on Andre McCoy and his legacy. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program this evening. So uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a quick break now, and then I will be back. This is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. 
WBS. Welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program this evening. Just wrapping up the last hour of the show. Well, we've got about a half hour left, uh, 40, 40 or so minutes, so I'm not really wrapping up. Still a lot of conversations to be had. But, um, you know, what I wanted to... I, w- I did want... We had so we had Mayor Mitchell on to talk about um, we had Mayor Mitchell on to talk about Shane Burgos walk. Uh, well, I wanted to talk to him about chiefly about the waterfront development. We had a really good conversation on that. That's up on the that podcast could be up already. I uploaded it, so that podcast could be up already. Uh, if it isn't, you can you know you can check it out uh, whenever you want. Actually, it'll be up there eventually on the WBSM app on WBSM.com or on the anywhere where podcasts are offered apple spotify etc so uh there was a lot of exciting stuff happening with the waterfront developments um and like the 80 million dollars that's been secured by the state uh, you know the proposal that was accepted for the state pier and uh lots uh, and uh you know obviously the you know, talked about the 70 acres of of marine commerce that's happening there so what I thought was interesting was, uh, aside from that, because that was good, but what I thought was interesting was, you know, we had Shane Burgo on last night to talk about why he walked out of a city council meeting. And I went into the conversation, I think, with probably a different set of questions than I ended up asking, because I think Councilor Burgo was very upfront about the reasons he walked out. And I thought he provided a very clear and sympathetic uh, explanation as to why he walked out of those meetings. He, you know, he said that there was uh, a couple of nominations that he accused Council Carney of, of stealing. And, I, and I've talked to Council Carney a few times uh, just um, off air, uh, texted her, just get quotes from the column and stuff like that. I'll um I'll invite her on because I know Mitchell uh, Mayor Mitchell called her out specifically. I, I will of course invite her on to have uh, a conversation, you know, and, and address some of those things if she chooses to. Um and uh and you know he was very frank about how he thinks so. The, those nominations are being held up. The licensing board, the uh, lick. The licensing board nomination and the Vogue Tech School nomination, and why he thought that those two, um, why you know why he supported uh, one of the Vogue Tech uh, nominations, and why he thought it should you know why he thought it should um, it it should pass, and why he believed that you know this was set up in a way purposefully to in- ensure that fewer counselors would be there and so that two counselors could basically jam up the whole thing and i thought it was really interesting that mitchell said he fully supported that uh he fully supported Shane's decision he said he, he had done he had done the uh the the right thing and again Shane was very upfront about uh all of the reasons provided a very sympathetic i think explanation to his walkout and uh, i really you know i i thought he was great um yeah, I really enjoyed it. I uh, really enjoyed the conversation, and I appreciate him making himself uh, available to us every step of the way during this. And it's something we're going to continue to cover now. Uh, you know, we're going to have some contributors here that are going to cover City Hall, uh, so we can get uh, a better day-to-day understanding about what's happening in those council meetings. And 
we'll be able to talk to them more uh, and we'll be able to get some more live reactions from uh, from counselors after the meetings. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the uh, on the program this evening. Um, also spoke with uh, Congressman Auchincloss in the eight o'clock hour. Uh, and, you know, we talked about some of the things he had a year end uh, memo. Um, that we were, you know, that had talked about some of his legislative accomplishments and some of his foreign policy, um, uh, some of his foreign policy uh, um, uh, accomplishments and positions as well that I thought was really good. And, um, you know, one of the things I didn't get a chance to ask him about, uh, but was the $1.7 trillion omnibus uh, legislation that had just gotten passed. I think there's a lot of, you know, uh, look, here's my thing. Every every time this is going to happen again, this is going to happen when the um, it's going to happen when the Republicans have the gavel. There's going to be a government shutdown at some point. Right. The Congress has to pass a certain uh, amount of appropriations every year to ensure that the government or every during a period of time to ensure that the government still runs, right? That it still works. And that's the basic services that a lot of people enjoy from the federal, or or not even enjoy, are entitled to, from the federal government, can be provided. And now in this new era of gridlock, there's always a lot of, is the government going to get funded? Are we going to go over the quote-unquote fiscal cliff i remember after obama got elected in 2012 there was this thing called the uh called the fiscal cliff which was basically like a set of like it was like basically a uh, poison pill that the house republicans had um and and the senate democrats had passed back in like 2011 to um it was like a set of massive massive austerity uh measures like basically massive budget cuts to certain areas um, that would, uh, you know, significantly reduce the services that the federal government could provide. And they went over, quote unquote, over the fiscal cliff. And I remember actually Joe Biden at the time was seen because he had been in the Senate for, for 40 some odd years. And he was the vice president, was seen as a guy who basically worked with McConnell, worked with his friends that he had, he had served in the Senate with for a few decades to get them uh, off, back off the fiscal cliff, but I think there was still a, a lot of. I remember pretty pretty deep cuts, is, is, uh, um, especially in like social programming, that uh, was pretty harmful. Um, and so now with this new gridlock, we have to go through this whole period now, and it's going to get worse now that the Congress isn't united. Uh, it's going to be oh, is the government going to get shut down? Oh, are we going to pass? Is the debt ceiling going to get raised? Right, that's all going to. We're going to have to go through this. The fundamental business of Congress is going to now be a bargaining chip to get some, you know, some. I think dreadful things uh, passed through Congress and on President Biden's desk. But five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. Yes. Good evening. Uh, could you tell me, I, I didn't get the story uh, beforehand, why Councillor Berger walked out of the meeting? Sure. So there was, an, a, there was, a, there was a committee on uh, appointments and briefings meeting. Uh, it was held last Tuesday the 13th. And there were seven counselors present. Okay. So 
Uh, Councilor Lima wasn't able to make it. Councilor Gomes wasn't either. And Councilor Aber weren't able to make it. Uh, obviously, Councilor Dunn resigned, so that seat's vacant for now. So there's 10 councilors when there usually is 11, and three councilors weren't able to make that meeting. There were nine appointments on the... There were nine appointments or ten appointment, uh, ten items on the agenda uh, for that meeting. Nine of them were people nominated by John Mitchell, the mayor, to get on certain boards and commissions, like the Voctech School Board, right? That has to go through city council. That has to go through that committee and go to the city council. Now you need six votes to pass those. You need six votes to get those nominations confirmed. There were seven counselors there, which means two counselors voting against a person. So a person could get four to two votes uh, to to uh, go to get nominated or to get sent to that board, but then they they wouldn't pa- they would not get the. This is Council Burgos' explanation. They would not get confirmed. They'd actually get rejected, and the mayor would have to renominate them and go through the whole process. Council Burgo felt as though that meeting was scheduled at an inconvenient time to ensure that certain nominations did not get through that they wouldn't have the votes because he knew who was there he knew he knew which council he knew who was there he knew which councils were voting which way and so um he 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 said at the beginning of the meeting that there was a basically that there was uh you know there weren't enough counselors but there was there was enough for a quorum but then when council burgo walked out and Councilor Pereira walked out, there was no more quorum. And so Councilor Carney was forced to adjourn, adjourn the meeting. Hmm. Yeah. Doesn't Councilor Burgo and Councilor Ferreira, we as city taxpayers, the people, are, we're paying the, the salaries of these councilors, mm-hmm. and it's up to them to complete their duties. Yeah. So by walking out of a meeting, that doesn't make a bit of sense to me. I, I think his, I think I, you know, we, we his his point was... Um, that uh, that one of those duties is getting people appointed to these boards, and that this meeting was scheduled at a time that was really that 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 he that he said it was scheduled for a time that was purposeful to get certain nominations basically spiked, where there were very few counselors or not enough counselors there to get most of those nominations through, because you need six votes, and there are only seven counselors there, which means two counselors could have basically ran that whole meeting and right. and killed each of those nominations. So that's his reasoning, is that saying, yeah, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have to push it back, but what's, what was going to happen was, you know, we, we couldn't get it done, and, you know, me leaving means that meeting couldn't get done and those appointments couldn't get heard. But he said a few of those. Hold on, he said a few of those would have been spiked um, by the council, and then they would have to have been renominated uh, through this whole process again, which takes a pretty long time. So nothing was. That the, was my question. Yeah, nothing was going to get done. Nothing was going to get done either way. Is what he it was was what his argument was. I still think it's kind of foolish for him to walk out of a city council meeting. Do they get docked for that? No, I don't. I don't believe they do. I don't believe they do. I think they should. Well, thank you very much for explaining that. No problem. Thank you. I mean, like I said, I want to get the full story from, you know, I want to get both sides of the story. But again, I thought I thought I thought Burgo gave a very sympathetic and straightforward uh, explanation of his of his um, of his side. So we'll get the full story. We'll, this is something we're going to continue to cover because I think there is a point. You heard Mayor Mitchell 
uh, you know, Mayor Mitchell agreed with Council Burgo. Mayor Mitchell, who nominated those nine people to sit on those boards, he said unequivocally that Council Burgo did the right thing. So he's probably, you know, and Mitchell expressed a lot of frustration uh, with with uh, with the council. So we're, you know, you know, we got the holidays and stuff, but we're going to continue that story uh, into next week in the new year for sure. That's something that we're going to stay on because it's really important. There's a lot of undercurrents, I think, um, in the council with a lot of the stuff that's going on. And we're going to figure it out. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Good evening. Hey, uh, hello again. Hey, what's um, up? I want to talk about the um, Congress really quick mm-hmm. and the shutdown or whatever. The way they've been operating, I don't think it really matters if they shut down or not. They're not doing anything. All they well, doing well, I mean, you, you, I sure, but, that, but 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 no, no. If they there's certain like. Just to like keep the lights on, there's certain things they need to fund. You know what I'm saying? They have to appropriate. They, it's money they already have, but they have to appropriate it to certain areas just to keep like the social security offices running, right? The national yeah. parks running, like fe- basic federal government services. They need to pass a spending bill. So it's not like yeah, they don't do anything, and you could say yeah, there's gridlock and all that, and major things in a lot of cases don't get done. That's that's absolutely true. But this isn't well, like I, not I, getting I, things done. It's not like oh, we won't notice. You will notice if the government shuts down, and especially if it's for a long period of time. I had heard something about that months ago that the Republicans had plans of shutting down and um, something about it's going to shut Social Security down and some veterans programs down. Yeah, it will, though. Yeah, it will. It has before. The The government shut down... Uh, the last time it shut down actually was under Trump. It shows you how, you know, how, how well, uh, you know, basically how incompetent the Republican Party is because it was the first time in like 40 years that the uh, that the government had shut down when both when one party had all three branches of go- or, you know, the both both uh, chambers of the legislature and the um, and the presidency. But it did affect services and they were shut down for a while. And I remember the last time the government got shut down was under the Obama administration. That's when the Republicans had the House. And they, um, it, it was for a few months, and yeah, a lot of things were were pretty disrupted by all of that. Uh, it would be a big deal. It would be a big problem for well, for it's them. Probably going to happen. They're well, really, I don't know. I this is why I'm an independent. It, it, it won't happen now. It won't happen now because they passed the they passed the funding bill. Uh, they passed yeah, the spending bill. Yeah, they passed but, the the funding bill, so it won't happen now. But now that the now that Kevin McCarthy is going to have the gavel, it's probably oh, going to happen god. yeah I, I oh god that, is right i cannot stomach that man and, <laughs> no. you know what um, his own party can barely stomach him that's why he didn't get with speaker last time the republicans took over and john boehner left he was supposed to get speaker but no one really liked him so they went to they went and picked paul ryan instead and uh i think they're in a similar position now where they uh there i know there were certain congressmen that said oh no he doesn't have 218 votes to be speaker he won't be speaker so there's a lot of people in his own party that can barely stomach him I don't know. They're, it's such a mess. They're, all they're worried about right now is uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. Yep. And I know. Uh, we got the Trump fiasco going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. They need to be working on the economy, I think, more than these other issues. 
I agree, but you're going to have a bunch of hearings on. There's going to be a Hunter Biden committee, basically. Uh, they're going to make a special committee. They're going to talk about all about Hunter Biden's laptop. That you're going to see all the naked pictures. They're going to post everywhere of Hunter Biden. It's going to be a whole thing. Yeah, they're going to do a whole revenge re- revenge porn campaign on Hunter Biden. It's it's going to be it's going to be annoying. Oh, I heard there's something about Marjorie Taylor Greene now. There's supposedly. I don't know if this is true or not, but there's supposedly a sex tape out on her. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know about that. They did the same thing with Lauren Boebert. They had like, oh, this is Lauren Boebert. She used to be, a, you know, she used to be a woman of the night. And here's a, you know, it, it, that ended up being fake. Uh, and I, you know, I frankly, ugh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's true. So as awful as Marjorie Taylor Greene is, I'm not, you know, I'm not for, uh, Stuff like that, making you know, making up fake, uh, fake. Uh, okay, <laughs> fake one more question thing. for you: Can the president do an executive order during a shutdown? Uh, yeah, I don't see why they couldn't. Um, because That's probably what's going to end up happening. The president, well, the president can't do an executive order to divert a shutdown. Um, that's, I mean, Congress has pretty clear power on appropriating uh, money, like, you know, basic spending. I mean, the executive branch can move some money around, but the Congress has pretty clear authority on stuff like that. So he can't say, Joe Biden can't write an executive order saying everything's funded, you get all your stuff. Uh, They can't do that. What about the Senate? What can they do? Because they can... They need the House. You know, they're going to need the House. They can can pass a bill, but it's got to get through both chambers. That's why a bicameral legislature, honestly, is kind of stupid. But (laughs) I don't really... It's like if Congress was to pass a bill, it has to go through the Senate. Yeah, yeah. Both uh, any bill has to uh, uh, clear both chambers. The only thing that can pass in the Senate without... Congress without the House's approval. The only thing that gets through the Senate without uh, the House's approval are treaties, uh, judicial nominations, and cabinet appointments, basically. Everything else in terms of legislating, that needs both chamber approvals. I think there should be a unicameral legislature, you know, in my opinion, but it's bicameral. It needs to be done. These people are getting ridiculous. I hear you. They get voted in and they get gerrymandered in. A lot of bodies need to leave Congress, and I'll even say the Senate, too, because I don't think the Democrats are doing... I think the Senate's worse. I think the Senate's worse in a lot of cases. I think the Senate's really what holds stuff up because everything basically needs a supermajority to pass now. Like every, you know, now that they've used the filibuster to basically mean everything needs 60 votes. You need 60 votes to get any bill passed now uh, in the Senate. So I think it's actually, you know, like I think the Senate is actually a lot worse. I think the Senate is 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 more than anything something that they need to they need to seriously reform um, because. The way it works is it's basically made to log jam any bill that they don't necessarily want to get passed. You can't you can't pass anything with a simple majority unless it's a spending bill um, that affects the budget enough. Uh, the set the Senate is really the one that's in the way of any sort of progress or getting things done. Yeah, well, we'll have to see what happens, but it pretty much we're gonna. We're going to shut down, but we're going to have to hear about Hunter Biden's genitals. Yep. No, I know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be annoying. I, I hear you. And all that is is revenge for Trump. What? All it is is revenge because Trump's in trouble. Basically, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, it's bas- yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's basically a whole big... Some, 
somebody showing their body parts on the computer, mm-hmm. unless it's unless it's an illegal. Well, the thing is, it's it's salacious. It's headline grabbing. You know, like oh yeah. look at this guy. He's you know this is the president's son, and he's a drug addict, and he takes naked pictures and all this other. That's it's salacious. It's not it's not anything in the way of 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 like you know, and it's not anything in the way of of. Um, of like uh, national concern, you know, stuff like that. There could be other stuff that might be that uh, they maybe they uncover, uh, maybe like some of his relationship with Ukraine and all that. But you're not gonna you're gonna see a lot of that other stuff, the salacious stuff, just because again it's headline grabbing. It's probably just gonna be a waste of money, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll a be a big waste of time. A waste of money. <clears throat> just like you know, Trump isn't going to jail. I don't care what they say, what they do. He's not going to jail. He might. He might pay a lot of money, but he's not going to jail. Do I think he'll be president again? No, but I don't think he's I, going to jail. I don't think so either. I don't even think he'll get criminally charged for the the. I don't like. I don't think. I don't think the DOJ is going to or, or Jack Smith or whoever is going to adopt those criminal uh, um, charges. Whether they should or not is a different conversation. But I don't think he's going to go to jail uh, or be charged. Honestly, not how long he'll get. Slotted in the 2024 election. Yeah, I, I, I was pretty bullish on him winning the primary. Um, yeah. but I'm, I'm not even. I'm not sure now. I, I'm starting to look yeah, at it like the, eh, maybe not. DeSantis seems to be the guy they want now. That yeah. seems to be the flock of sheep. Ahead. I don't know where. I don't know if DeSantis is as um as nationally appealing as Republicans think he is. I think he, he definitely is more so than Trump, obviously, but. I don't know if DeSantis plays as well nationally as Republicans think he does, honestly. Well, I think it'll come down to Trump and uh, hopefully somebody younger that's going to bring... I don't know, Biden's just too old, but Trump's old, too. Everybody acts like Trump's a young guy. Trump is not a young man. He's only, like, two years younger than Biden. Yeah, no, he's he's he was the oldest... Before Biden got elected, Trump was the oldest president to ever be elected. Yeah, he broke yeah. Reagan's record. Yeah, Reagan was sixty nine. Trump uh, Trump was seventy or seventy one. Yeah. And from what I understand, that was supposed to be after Reagan. They weren't supposed to let anybody past that age run again. Well, there was and no, there's no, there's no. Uh, the only thing in in the Constitution is you got to be at least thirty five. There's no cap. So I guess you could be a hundred and run too. <laughs> you could be. You could be a hundred and five and run. Yeah. Well, I'd like to hear if there's any more calls what they think of all this BS. And I'm an independent, so, I mean, I think both parties mess up. But I really think the Republicans are insane at this point in time. I, I, think, never- the mo- I think most of the country is in pretty much agreement. I mean, they should have done a lot better in the midterms than they did, um, really. Oh, they, their little puddle? They yeah, their right, little the red puddle. wave. They did a lot. Yeah, yeah. They, to, to only get, to get fewer than 10 seats. I mean, it's enough to gain the majority because... The House had a slim majority anyway, but to only gain fewer than 10 seats in a year like this, Democrats picked up like 40 in 2018 and even yeah. more and even more in Bush's off year. And actually, Republicans uh, picked up 60 seats in Obama's midterm uh, election. And yeah. and, you know, so it's really I, I mean, I, it's real. I this think is, the, this is worse than the Bush years. Honestly, if George W. Bush was to run today. Yeah, no. He'd no, probably win. He probably he might win. Uh, he might he might win, but he's not a better. He's not like the Bush administration. Like we're not better off under a Bush administration than a Biden no, administration. Um, no, but he's yeah. better, he's better than Trump. 
Uh, you know what? I don't know. It's a tough call. It's but. not. It's it's. I mean, Bush started a war under false pretenses, right? And cost us trillions of dollars, thousands of American lives, even hundreds of thousands of more, uh, you know, civilian lives across the world. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not entirely sold on 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 Trump being a a better president uh, or a less dangerous president than George Bush. I think Trump would have started a war though if he get another term. Well, well. Thankfully, thankfully, we'll we'll never know. <laughs> but you have a good night and uh, Merry Christmas. If I don't talk to you, and I'd like to, if anybody else out there wants to comment on this, even if you don't agree with what I'm saying, I'd like to hear it because yeah. this is this is <laughs> this is insane. This is like a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, hit this break, man. Thank you. All right. All right bye. 1420 WBSM can now be heard on 99.5 FM. WBSM isn't just a broadcast. It's also a podcast. Get all of our podcasts at WBSM.com, the WBSM app, or just search WBSM on your favorite podcast provider. Hey, welcome back. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Good evening, Marcus. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Uh, I'd like to go back to something that was on the radar screen that was local a while back. Okay. And where has it been left? And that's the um, uh, the uh, clinic there on Union Street. Oh yeah. Where, where, where has that been left? Where are we at? The, uh, the, the only so here's the only thing I know about it is basically that um, that you know the zoning board of appeals rejected it. Mm-hmm. That um, the, yeah, the ZBA uh, the ZBA rejected it. They did it on the grounds that um, it was not uh, assess there wasn't accessible parking, mm-hmm. nor was there uh, um, easy you know there was easy access mm-hmm. for ambulances, which was like a neutral you know neutral uh, neutrally based um, ruling basically mm-hmm. right. Okay. There is going to be the 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 hedge. The hedge fund or the the company that yeah. runs that RCA, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're preparing for litigation. It seems oh, ne- they are preparing for litigation. It, it was, you know, from what I've heard, mm-hmm. it litigation is going would be basically inevitable if they weren't able to strike some sort of deal. They're not just going to say, oh, well, all right, see, no you, see you later. The city from the uh, well. Company. So so here's the thing. Yeah. I have heard um, that there is going to be. That they they might be having some they might be reaching some type of compromise. That but would I, be good. That would. Be I, a good I've solution. heard that. I I can't I can't say to a certainty mm-hmm. that it's that it's entire. You know that's yep. that's what's happening yep. now. But it's either that either they come to a compromise or there'll probably be some litigation. Well, and then, ho- hopefully, there's no litigation and they can come to a compromise and find a suitable place uh, for their clinic, uh, which I think most people in the city would like to see and the mayor and the city council would like to see i think they're together on that even though uh, at times they're not together but i think mm-hmm. they, they have the same view the other thing i'd like to mention to you is uh the other night when you had on uh former mayor bullet okay mm-hmm. you had mayor lang on you had mayor bullet on and you had of course tonight mayor mitchell that's quite a coup to have all those uh former mayors on there I know. Okay. Uh, yeah. It would be nice to have uh, former Mayor Markey if he was so desired to do that, but I, I guess he's a little older and watching his, his basketball games now. But uh, <laughs> he always was a person of good humor, too. And what I was impressed by 
was by the way former mayor, well, former mayor uh, Bullitt handled himself on his disagreement with uh, Mayor Lang. Uh, he mentioned that they were friends. Uh, and they respect he respected him, yeah. but he disagreed with him. It was really nice, and he was disagreeing without being disagreeable. If more of our politicians locally and nationally could do that, we could probably accomplish a lot more. But I really enjoyed listening to his point of view because uh, he treated uh, former Mayor Lang with respect. We have a dis- different point of view, and here's the way I feel. And I, I admire the guy, and, uh, you know, he's an intelligent guy and everything, but this is what I feel, you know? And yeah. I think he mentioned something about his he's in the same law firm with his brother or something like that. Yeah, the, well. the law firm's uh, yeah. Lang, Exaferis, and Bullard. Yeah, so, they they uh, run ads here. Yeah, so uh, uh, Mayor Bullard gave a great example to the politicians that are, you know, in power now about how to disagree without being disagreeable. And if we could do more of that we could probably get a lot more accomplished. Yeah, of course. No, I I, I agree. It was very nice. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, you know, and again, for you guys, a great coup again, uh, having uh, the former mayors who were available all beyond and give their own uh, opinions. So that, a great coup, a great thing. I love that they come on. I love that they like coming on. Yeah, yeah, you know? uh, that's great for you guys. Yeah. Now, for you guys in the future, what, what have you got set up now? We got this election coming up in the Ward 3. If you get everybody lined up uh, listening to... Chris talked the other night. Uh, you guys may not bring everybody on. You may bring on. Oh, only, let only, me tell you something. Go I'm going to tell you something okay. right now. Right. I'm definitely not bringing everybody in the room at once. Oh, oh no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. That, oh, that would be a uh, no, no. Here's my thing. Um, I've reached out to most of the candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them have, and all of everybody I've reached out to has responded to me. Mm-hmm. But if I can't find a way to get in touch with you, mm-hmm. um, I am not going to break my neck doing it. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at, but I have, I have reached out to all, all but one candidate I've reached out to, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and the other candidate I haven't reached out to yet. I don't know how to, and yeah. it's that's 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 their fault, it's not mine. Yeah. Well, you know? be- before you know it, you know the, the the holidays will be over. This will be upon you, and uh, getting all those people I'm that are on there who want to get on will will be. Uh, yeah, no, I, I've have I, I, like I said, everybody that's everybody everybody that I've asked to come on is 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 either is either said yes, mm-hmm. has come on, mm-hmm. or will come on. Okay. So there's just one per, one particular candidate. I don't know how to get a hold of, and that's you know that's that person's fault. Okay, you know I have, a, I have for everybody else. I have a phone number or an email or even like a, but for for you know yeah uh, you know I, for yeah some, you guys have always been open to someone who wants to get on seriously. Yeah. No, yeah. it's if you're if you're on the ballot, yeah. you know. But it's like I said, I'm not going to break my neck. Well, yeah, I I can understand. I can understand that. If you see the value, you know, and you and you know, you reach out. I, I you know you. Reach out to me. I'll I'll, I'll have you on. That's okay. One other last right. thing, and then I'll I'll hang up. Uh, it should be on to Boston. I I threw this out at uh, Chris uh, and you the other day about uh, possibility of getting uh, maybe someone like Adam Riley on to talk about Boston politics and uh, the South Coast area. I uh, I think it would show that we're serious about having a say in what goes on in the state. Yeah. I would really hope you guys could do that. Have you have you? As you have done with Ted, uh, Ted Nisi and uh, Tim White, uh, yeah. I think geographically we're hooked to uh, uh, you know Rhode Island. But politically, I, I, I think it would show that we're interested in what goes on in Boston and we want to be heard. If you could get someone like that, 
Okay, I think that would be a, a super connection. And uh, I, I wish I had the pull or the know-how to do that. I would tell you how to do it. But it would show that we're serious down here about uh, being involved in the decisions that the state is making, and we want to be heard. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've had some Boston legislatures on. Uh, if I can, you know, if there's a Boston uh, media person that and it works with our schedule and, you know, what we're well, trying to do here, well, I'd love to do well, it. Well, again, I, I suggested Adam Riley because he's got the program on talking politics. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a competitor though. Yeah. So. Well, you know, okay. but you know, it's a direct too. competitor to, to, well, to this program. Know, again, we can disagree without being disagreeable, <laughs> but I, I think it would show people in Boston that the South Coast wants to be acknowledged and heard. You know, and if uh, you guys have the clout to get somebody to come on like that. Uh, and talk to you as Ted Nisi and Tim White. Do I? Think Cla you talking about clout? Everybody that just got elected to statewide office has been in this studio with me. Yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, there uh, again, uh, uh, WGBH is very important. I, 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 I agree. Channel Five was very important too. I agree. Why we didn't use uh, lose Channel Five. <laughs> they seem to be very uh, politically uh, uh, astute. Okay. Well, listen, hey, listen. I I got to take this last break, but I, I appreciate you calling friend, in. Like, thank you for letting me put in my. Anytime. Thank Take you. Bye-bye. If you want to hear everything. Hey, uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for calling in this evening. Uh, thanks to Mayor Mitchell and thanks to uh, Congressman Jake Auchincloss. Thanks to Scott Lima, Ward 5 City Councilor, who all called in. Thanks to all of you who have called in and uh, messaged on WBSM app chat. Uh, it has been good. Remember, stay safe tomorrow. It's going to be um, It's going to be messy. It's going to be messy. So if you can stay inside, I think uh, we all agree that's probably the smart thing to do is to um, is to shut in for uh, shut in for the day. Hopefully you got your shopping done. And um, and, uh, you know, if you live over by Payton Aram Street, New Bedford, just uh, stay tuned for uh, alerts. And of course, WBSM will be in contact with Mayor Mitchell's office and state departments and all that to give you. Uh, you know, round the clock updates uh, where, when it's needed, when it's needed. Um, so again, yeah, thanks to everybody who called in. Thanks to Mayor Mitchell. Thanks to Congressman Jake Auchincloss. If you missed any of this uh, conversation, you can check it out on the WBSM app uh, for podcasts or WBSM.com or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere where podcasts are offered. You can re-listen to those conversations. Uh, 